You might feel that you are a Christian, but that you can't be an ally, or people are telling you that you can't do both of those things, that you need to pick one or the other and pick a side. And I'm here to tell you that, dang it, you get to do both. You get to decide what feels right for you and make it work for you. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hello, hello. Before we dive into this week's episode of the podcast, I wanted to ask you a big favor. It is my birthday month, and yes, I do celebrate the whole month. Anything good that happens this month, I just chalk it up to it being my birthday. (laughs) I do things that call to my heart that maybe I lean into that a little more than I would the rest of the year and just embrace everything good in the month. I try to do that anyways in life, but I work extra hard at it during my birthday month, and I encourage you to do the same during my birthday month. (laughs) But My little favor for my birthday month is I would love and greatly appreciate if you would go leave us a rating and review if you haven't yet. It means the world to us when you leave a rating and review. It also helps grow the podcast and help other people find the podcast who are in need of the message that we have. So if we have been able to impact your life in any way, please, please, please go leave us a review and I will consider that a personal gift from you to me for my birthday month. So Please, before you start this episode, pause this, scroll down, go find the spot where you leave a rating and review. It would mean so much. Thank you. Okay, my friend, this week on the podcast, it is me for a very quick episode. I almost didn't record this, but then I have this thing that keeps coming up and I was like, all right, I've made a deal this year to share anything that comes up. And so here we are. As you may have heard us reference in the last couple episodes, we have a couple reels that are like not crazy viral, but have definitely gone viral recently. And of course, with that comes all of the interesting comments that people have. And one of the things that keeps coming up and that is hard for me to hear over and over again, and honestly, I don't get in the comments very much, but I see them occasionally. And one that keeps recurring is people telling me that there is no way I can be an ally and member of the LDS church. And I think that I noticed this one because this is something that I've had to tackle and that I've had to wrestle with within myself. And so it hits home that I understand where they're coming from. I understand why they feel this way. I've felt this way, wondering how I can do both or even if I can. And at this moment, I feel like I am doing both, but that doesn't mean I will feel that way forever. But right now, I am both an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormon, LDS, however you want to identify that, and also an ally. And I hold those things very close to my heart and dive into those on a regular basis. How can I be a good disciple of Jesus Christ? How can I love as Christ wanted me to love? And how can I be an ally? And for me, those go hand in hand. Like, they just make sense. Like, of course, Christ loves— all of the people here on this earth. And he wants us to show love for those people. And so for me, they go hand in hand, but other people do not see how that can work based on things that leaders of our church have said, or based on things that have happened within our churches. And I understand that very much. And they call us out for different things. 
But I just keep thinking whenever I see these, I think I get tired of people telling me who I can and can't be. And you might feel this as well in your life. And my guess is you probably have for different things throughout your life of that you can't be this if you're going to be that. Or being a, I'm just going to use a mom as an example. Being a mom can only look one way. You need to do this and this and this. You need to show up as that Pinterest mom. You should do all of the things and you should be happy to do it and you should never complain. And you should be grateful that you were able to have kids. And there's all of these things that come along with that, that we feel we can't express the other side of that, that sometimes parenting is hard and sometimes you don't get sleep and sometimes you are pissed at your kids and sometimes you need a break. But that doesn't mean you don't love your kids. You get to hold both. And so that's something that I just wanted to touch on today is that you get to hold both in so many situations. And I hear this brought up over and over again in the women in my coaching groups, at my retreats, and just all of these things that I do, I hear these women saying, I feel this, but I shouldn't, or I feel this, and I can't feel these two conflicting things at the same time. I can't carry these two conflicting things. And I want to challenge you to think of that differently. You can hold both. In fact, it's a requirement in life. And it's something that I don't think we see growing up. We're not taught that. We don't understand that idea. We're we're kind of taught that things are black and white. And then as we grow older, as we hit teenage years, as we hit young adulthood and all those things, we realize things are definitely not black and white. There are so many different sides of things and we have to learn how to navigate that and how to understand how we can carry both. I'm thinking of another example that I often hear is people who are like, well, my my partner's not that bad things aren't too horrible. This happened, but it could be worse. And so I should just be grateful. I should that I have this. And so they they don't leave. They stay in a situation that isn't healthy, where they aren't happy instead of seeking for more and finding more for themselves. And I challenge them on that. Well, do you really Is that really somewhere you need to stay? Could you be happy within this situation if you let go of some of the feelings? Or is this an unhealthy situation for you and do you need to leave? You can still be grateful for what your partner brings to the table and not be happy in the relationship. And you can create a new relationship with them that looks different, that provides you a different outcome. And one of the examples that I I always go back to with this is when Steve and I were getting divorced and we were trying to decide what that looks like. And actually, we hadn't said the words divorce yet. We hadn't been able to to really embrace that that's what we wanted. But we both knew that that was probably where we were going to end up. But we had only seen one version of divorce, of how it should look and how we should respond. And we knew all of the things people were going to tell us when they found out our situation and that we were getting divorced, and we knew that people were going to say, well, you should push through. You shouldn't do this. You should want to stay together. You should be able to make this work. And then also on the other side of that, I knew people were going to tell me, you should be angry at Steve. You should be pissed off at him. You should feel this way. You shouldn't want to be friends with him. And all of these things that we knew were coming. And so part of the process for Steve and I in this moment was to decide what it was we really wanted so we were clear so that we could show up basically on a united front. And I'm not saying that I never felt angry or that I wasn't pissed at times or any of those things. Like I had those moments, but I also held on to what I knew 
that I wanted moving forward in the divorce. I didn't want to be angry at this man for the rest of my life. I didn't want my daughter to have to deal with the fact that I was angry at this man, her father, for the rest of her life. I didn't want to be one of those parents that dropped my kid off at school and had to have the other parent pick them up from school because we couldn't be in the same room. I didn't want my daughter to worry about inviting her dad and her mom to the events in her life that were important to her. That was just a non-negotiable for me. It was something that I didn't want to put up with, and therefore, I figured out how to carry both, how to understand that our relationship was over, but that we got to form a new relationship. I got to figure out what my life looked like without taking into consideration everybody else's shoulds of how I should be angry or how I should be pissed or how I should feel or how I should navigate the situation. Instead, I got super honed in onto what I felt, what I needed, and what was important to me, and I left everything else at the door and embraced just one step forward after the next, one little step forward, one little movement in the right direction that allowed Steve and I to have the relationship we were looking for to show up for ourselves and for our daughter. And it wasn't like anything we had ever seen modeled before. We had never seen these couples that got along after divorce. We never saw people that loved each other and supported each other post-divorce. And so we felt like we were creating this on our own by ourselves as we went. Now, there is something in your life that you are probably carrying that you feel like it's how you should do, or you feel like you should do it a different way, or you should, whatever. You're probably carrying a lot of shoulds around it, or you're probably feeling like you can't carry both. You can't be a mom and run a successful business, or have a job outside of the home, or even take time for yourself. You can't be a parent and do those things. You can't be a parent and want time to yourself. You can't be a parent and feel like you get to live your dreams as well. You might feel that you are a Christian, but that you can't be an ally, or people are telling you that you can't do both of those things, that you need to pick one or the other and pick a side. And I'm here to tell you that, dang it, you get to do both. You get to do both. You get to decide what feels right for you and make it work for you. This means that you get to be kind to yourself. And when you are kind to yourself, you get to be kind to others. Don't be a dick in the process. I think people think, oh, but then I'm, I'm going to do this and that. And I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Generally, when you are kind to yourself and when you're doing what feels right for you, you are able to be kinder and more loving to the people around you. And you get to do both. You get to accept what is right for you and the life that is right for you. And you get to accept and love people for the life that is right for them. So just a couple of pointers I want to give you, a couple of tips for being able to figure out how to do both or how to live the life you want to live without carrying the expectations and the voices of others. Without you can, you can blot out people telling you how you need to live your life. And number one is I want you to really get in tune with what it is you want. And part of this goes back to understanding your values and knowing what are the most important things for you. When you understand your values, when you know what it is you really want in life, then you get to live life according to that. It allows you to open up the box you have put yourself in and be able to find new solutions. So when Steve and I were going through the divorce, I always felt like, you know, I wanted 
I wanted my family to be together. And that was the most important thing. And this did not allow for that to happen. And I was upset and angry and scared because that wasn't the reality. But when I opened up the box to realize, okay, what is most important to me is that my daughter has two parents that she sees loving her and that can support her together. That allowed me to see my life in a different way. It didn't have to be that Steve and I were married to be able to do that. We could do that as divorced co-parents and be able to show up for her in a way that was good for her. We were also able, I knew I didn't want to carry anger and bitterness for myself moving forward. And therefore, I was able to release those things and to love myself enough to release those things to show up how I wanted. And I could listen to myself and do the things I wanted based on my values. So first and foremost, you really need to know what it is you want. What is the most important thing? Not how it's supposed to look. We're not getting stuck in how, the how of how you get there, but we're getting down to what it is you want. What is it that you want without the how, without how it needs to look, without shooting on ourselves? And that is the next point I bring up, is you figure out what it is you want, and then you start listening for those shoulds to pop up. Every time it pops up that, well, I should feel this way, I should want that, I shouldn't care about this, I should, 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 I should be better at um, being a parent, I should show up as mom differently, I shouldn't want to take time away from my kids, I shouldn't want to have a desire to love people in the way that I feel called to love them, as in be an ally and a Christian. Like, I don't understand why those things conflict so much for so many people, but they do. So you get to let go of those shoulds and embrace what feels right to you, okay? Let go of the shoulds. And one of the things that I encourage people to do, and I got this from one of the people that I coach actually, is replace the should with could. I could take some time for myself and see how that feels. Is that relief? Do you feel relief when you replace that should with a could? And you were like, oh, yes. Or do you feel tension and like, ah, that thing just doesn't feel right for me right now? That is how you can understand what it is you really want. It's one simple, basic way to start getting in tune with what it is you want. When you start shooting on yourself, you are going to replace the should with a could and you are going to figure out what feels right for you. Not for anybody else, but for you. And you are going to silence the noise of those shoulds, whether you put those shoulds, whether they're self-inflicted or whether somebody else is putting that on you, you get to decide what feels right for you. And then the next part of this is that you have to take action. If you don't act on the things that you are feeling, if you don't move forward in what it is you want, then you are not going to be able to hear yourself embracing what it is you want. You are not going to be able to know the things that are calling to your heart. You won't be able to move forward and progress or find new solutions because you are never taking action. When I work with people, one of the things that I really encourage them to do is to start a trust your gut challenge on a very, very basic, small basis. And I challenge them to lean into what it is they want to wear every day. What is it you want to put on your body? Some people, this is a really hard thing. And my guess is the majority of people, this is a hard thing to embrace what it is you want to wear without any other shoulds influencing that. And then I encourage them to think about things like, what is it you want to eat? Sounds basic. It's not. We have been in relationships or in situations so long where we've been told what we should eat, how we should eat, what we should want to eat. 
and all of these things. And so it gets very hard to understand what it is we really want to eat. What clothes do we put on our body? Like all of these little things add up. And the more we are in tune with them, the more we listen to those things telling us, oh, this is what I want to wear today. This is how I, this is what I want to eat. When we take those actions, we show ourselves that we are of worth and that we are worth listening to and taking action on. And then we get more in tune with things as they get bigger. So we have all these things that become big decisions. We we make big decisions almost every day. But that then when those come, we are more in tune with what it is that we want. And when we aren't, when we can't figure that out or identify what it is we want, we are able to take space and time to allow ourselves that space, time, grace, whatever it is, to make that decision and to recognize I don't have to make this decision right this moment. I'm going to take this space. And sometimes that's a boundary we set. Hey, I'm not ready to have this conversation right now. I need a minute to know what it is I want before I engage in this conversation. That's a whole nother story for another day. Right now, we're focusing on just taking that little bit of action when we know what it is we want. And when we don't know what it is we want, giving ourselves a little bit of space and time to go through that. And I could tell you on another podcast episode what that looks like, what we do in that space and time to figure out what it is we want. But right now, I want to encourage you to remember that you get to carry both, that you get to be who you want to be. Nobody gets to tell you what you want to be or who you are or how you should do things. Only you get to decide that. And I encourage you to lean into that. And you're going to do that by first listening to yourself and what it is you really want. And then number two, listen for those shoulds when they start popping up. And that's judgment of what it is you want coming up in your your subconscious. Oh, you shouldn't want that. You should want this. You should whatever. I want you to then switch that to a could. I could do that. I could want that. I could feel that way. I could whatever. And see which option feels better for you. And maybe it'll open up more options you didn't even think about. Ideally, that's going to be part of the process. And then you need to take action on those things that you are feeling. Start small. Allow yourself to embrace what clothes you want to wear, what food you want to eat. Embrace those things on a regular basis and allow yourself to lean into them so that you start telling yourself, your body, your mind, your soul, that you are worth taking action on the things that are important to you. I really hope that you found something helpful out of this episode. And again, if you have a minute today, please leave a rating and review. And please stop shooting on yourself. Go take a moment for you and embrace what it is you really want. I hope you have a fabulous day. I believe Matt and I and Steve will be back next week. Steve's been sick, so we haven't been able to record. But we are really hoping to be back next week with all three of us. We hope you have a fantastic week. My friend, real quick before you go, if you were listening to this episode and you were like, man, I need to get more in tune with who I am, I have been torn in so many directions, please reach out to me and consider coming to my next retreat. It is happening in April, so it is happening very soon, and I would love for you to be there. Now, that being said, I want to make sure that this is a good fit for you and a good fit for me and the other women that are going to be there, so let's get on a call and talk about it. So you can go to our show notes and schedule a call with me and we will talk about what you're experiencing right now, what it is you're processing to see if the retreat is a right fit for you. Most of the women coming to this retreat 
are experiencing some sort of crisis in their relationship. And that is usually where these conflicting feelings come from. A feeling like, oh, but this is what I should want. This is what I need to do. Everybody's telling me how I need to feel. Everybody's influencing me and trying to lead me one direction or other. other. And it's hard to hear what it is I want. And I'm feeling overwhelmed with emotions and feel things feel emotionally heavy. At this retreat, we are going to embrace gentle healing so that you can be boldly you, so that you can start hearing your inner voice without judgment. I think it sounds like such an easy thing to do, and I know how hard that is. I know how hard it is. So if you are ready to take some action, I encourage you to go get on a call with me and let's talk about getting you to our next retreat happening in April. It will be a life changer. There's something so powerful about being in person, that connection that happens there, and also taking everything else off your plate. You are going to have a beautiful place to stay. Oh my gosh. Literally, this location is so gorgeous. I can't wait for you to be in it. And also springtime in Boise is amazing. Yes, it's in Boise. So come see me. Let's do this work in person. Let's take all of those things off of your plate, where you're staying, your food, your anything like any family concerns we are going to take all of that off of your plate so that you can focus in on what it is you want and take action quickly you are going to be able to move forward quickly through this process being at the retreat and also i would love to extend you the opportunity to have support after the retreat as well so if you are interested get on a call with me. I look forward to being able to meet you in person and to give you a hug and to provide you the space to embrace gentle healing and get in tune with your voice. Let's do this work together. I hope to hear from you soon. Have an awesome week.